This is How Social Is Your Media. I'm Joe, the owner of Pixels and Peeps, and I bring you stories of entrepreneurs and how they make their social media more social with their communities. Sit back and enjoy. Okay, everybody, welcome back to How Social Is Your Media. Um, I've got a guest on that's uh, been a friend of mine on social media, we'll say friend, um, you know, and met him through another gentleman and uh, somehow twisted his arm to get him on the show. I think it's gonna be a, a great chat um, and everything here, just a few minutes right before we started hitting the record button, kind of laughing, getting some good things going. And so everybody, um, this is Tommy. Tommy, introduce yourself. Hello, my name is Tommy Jirasi, like an F. <laughs> uh, on social media, you might know me as Tico71, T-E-E-C-O-7-1. That's probably where everybody would know me from. Um, Basically, I, I guess you would call me a, somewhat of a personality on social media, I hope. <laughs> I, I would agree. I would agree. You're definitely the personality. You, you, uh, you know, and that's, that's how I met you was through social media. And, you know, one of those little, you know, likes and pokes and, you know, I have some fun and, and all that stuff. And, you know, I think it's, it's interesting to always try to, whenever you have people that are distance and you're, it's like six degrees of of Kevin Bacon that we know each other. So. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> but, I feel like I've been on it forever. I feel like I've been on the on social media forever at this point because it's been since 2009, 2008, but they actually call me and this group of people early adopters because we were one of the first groups to jump on to Twitter and back when it was really social. Like now it's not as much social. Now it's more, I find that there's a lot of people that like to broadcast, but they're not social. And they like to broadcast their opinions and they don't want to hear other people's opinions. And I feel it's, it's really, it's kind of sad when I go on some, some days. You know, and that's, we, I normally save the, so the, the pure social media talk for about, you know, 20 to 30 minutes into the show. We're, we're going to not put a pin in it, but we're going to talk about Twitter for a minute. So <laughs> I think the last six people, at least that I've interviewed about, you know, entrepreneurs, because that's who I mainly interview are entrepreneurs. Um, and I refer to Twitter as a dumpster fire. Um, and, and, you know, because it's, it's, and I was the same way. I joined Twitter in 2008. Um, I was working for a retailer, um, the economy downturned pretty hard, you know, 07. And by 08, I lost my job. I was unemployed for a couple months looking for work wow. and turned to social media. So I joined Twitter and um, I think it already had a Facebook account, but I joined Twitter because no one was like, oh, Twitter, what's that? And, <laughs> and I was like, oh, this is kind of fun. And then um, LinkedIn as well. I jumped on there because I, I was looking for work. Well, and, okay. and, um, and then, you know, MySpace was still kind of around as well at that time. But yeah, Twitter, okay. I, I, Twitter is very opinionated. I think and it's kind of, it reminds me of almost like high school. It's like little clicks. Yeah, it became people. that. So. In the beginning, when there was less people, I think there was a lot less people in the beginning. But mm. it was um, it was my place to go where I just like found you immediately found people that had the same interests as you because you weren't going through all the muck. Now there's so much mm. muck that by the time you find somebody that has interests like as similarly, it's hard to meet new people on Twitter. I think is the biggest problem right now. Right. Yeah. And I and I think I think that's very very easy to say. And I find myself, um, you know, I I run my marketing company. Um, Pixels and peeps. I, I have a, a Twitter for it. I really only get on to uh, share a couple authors that I know. I like to retweet their stuff and make sure I hit the like button just to kind of give them some <laughs> algorithmic need. And yeah, but my personal one that I get on 
It's interesting. So I, I think really I like to just kind of see what's going on. It's you want to peek and like what's going on today, yeah. and then you're like, uh. But I came from the group that was like tweeting about television shows. So you'd watch TV and tweet at the same time, and you would have right. all these people like what you were doing or commenting back on what you. And was, there was conversation that just continued. And then the next day when you went back on, though you just picked up where you left off with the show of that night. So if Monday was one show, Tuesday was a different show, a lot of times the same group. And now try to find anybody that isn't just either complaining about Trump or trying <laughs> to promote something to do with what they're doing now because of Trump. Like I find that a lot of them who hate Trump so much actually should get on their knees and thank him because he created jobs for them now. They've created their own little entrepreneurship out of it and they're <laughs> making money out of it. For donations for things so they can fight trump and i'm like oh that okay all right yeah yeah it's like it, it's kind of you know my whole point is like you know you know it's great to be social on social media but let's let's kind of turn it in a different way and i think i think one of the things and as i've you know we started kind of chit-chatting back and forth little kind of comments or you know private messages or whatever and i'm like you know really looking at it and you you really have a lot of positivity um and even over the last few years, there's a lot of different groups. I know you support, um, like a lot of the no hate stuff. I remember you did a couple of years ago yeah, and, and everything. And I, and I really like that. It's like really inspirational. It's always good to see people doing good on social media because like, we're both sitting here joking about Twitter and about how, you know, it's challenging. It's challenging now, but it did start things for me. Cause so with no hate, I didn't even know it existed before. I don't even know if it did exist. I think it actually started around the same time as Twitter started, but I didn't know them well at the time, but I went and marched on Washington with them for marriage equality. So nice. I got on a plane to DC and we did this march and that's how I actually met them in person. So now I don't know if I would do that. I mean, I, you don't even have the opportunity to meet people necessarily. Even my friends in LA, I became really good friends with them like family because I jumped on a plane and went to LA for a Twitter conference. Cause at the time, Jeff Pulver was doing the 140 conferences. So there would be nice. two a year or three a year and it would be in, in LA, in New York. So they would come to New York, I would go to LA. But when I first was gonna go, I said, I don't know if I should go because I don't know these, you don't, you know people online, but you don't know them. So I'm thinking, okay, yeah. I'm gonna go to what? So I had become really good friends with um, this, my really good friend, Carol, who passed away a few years ago now, unfortunately. But, and uh, she actually told me, she said, look, you know these people online, you know me, you haven't met me in person yet though, but we talk all the time. And we were talking offline a lot, telephone calls and things. So like worst case scenario, you get on a plane and you fly out here and you have a hotel room and we all suck and you just get to see LA and you just hang out in LA. But best case scenario, we all get along and, and she goes, I think that's what's gonna happen. So I was like, all right, I'm gonna do it. So I flew out and we went to dinner after the first night of the conference and hadn't met any of them in person yet. Some of them I never met before until the day of. And we stayed at this restaurant until well past closing. And we looked around and realized they were cleaning up the place. And we're like, oh, wait a minute. There's nobody in this place except us. And the waiter said to us, well, we didn't tell you anything because we really are enjoying your conversation. And we feel like, you know, your family reunion is so wonderful. And we're like, we're not family. And it's not a reunion. We don't even know each other <laughs> until today. And they couldn't believe that, that we had just met. They're like, the laughter and the stuff that's coming out of you guys is not stuff that people do when they first meet. You know, and that's, and that's what's amazing. And I, you know, I think um, some of that can still kind of exist. And I think it does. I mean, obviously it still does exist except for yeah. now, you know, as, as everyone's starting to just coin it and call it. And even, even our, all the way down to our six-year-old 
2020. That's all people say. <laughs> and you know what they mean. So I mean, I feel like when somebody does reach out to you for something other than to complain about politics, I'm just like, oh yeah, look at the, oh, oh who's that? Okay, Charlotte, love Charlotte. Let's talk Charlotte now because yeah. she wants to talk about something other than though this is great. But I don't know, it's really hard to even find that person who's trying to get to you. Right. And I think, and you know, we we're kind of laughing before trying to figure out how, you know, remembering how we knew each other. And, you know, we both know a, a gentleman, uh, a Englishman by the name of Aiden. And um, <laughs> and so I, I, I will ask you about that in a minute. But, you know, he, he actually came over to the States this year. I need mm -hmm. stuff laying on my table here. I'm going to be like, my, sorry about that. <laughs> my screen starts making you motion sickness. Um, I fidget a lot when I talk to people. Um, but he landed like March 13th this year and then had to go back. And, and then, then he ended up with COVID. Yeah, yeah. Then, yeah. yeah, he lands, gets COVID, and, you know, he's messaging a few of us saying he's going to die and freaking out. And well, we're like, oh, God. Yeah. And I was like, don't do it. You know, at least let me come over and see you before you die. I think that was one of the messages yeah. I sent him because that's how <laughs> Aiden and I met each other was we met each other on Twitter. And I it was, is that, yeah, I figured that's probably where you met him. And, you know, it was, we both share kind of a dark sense of humor and we like to roast people and we just started roasting a mutual friend and it just went from there and we've been friends for 12 years. So, and that's what, you know, 2020 brought was, oh, cool. I'm going to be able to meet Aiden. He's going to be in Texas. Like I might be able to sneak some time and figure out how to get down there. And then we couldn't even do that. Yeah. I could, so. He was to stop here too. He was going to stop in New York and then he couldn't even because he had to go straight home. So yeah. it just messed everything up. Yeah. And that, and you know, that's, so that's one of the few people where I really, you know, like, Hey, social media has kind of brought us together and, you know, we've made those relationships, but you know, I have a few people and myself, like I talk to every day and it's a, it's a good, good thing to have. It's a great tool. I just, you know, and, and I'm working on some stuff for my business and for entrepreneurs that I want to try to, I'm going to try to launch by the end of January. We'll see how it goes with work with the day job, but um, just to kind of, I think that'll be, that's good timing though. Yeah, because that after we need. Unfortunately, we need to get away from this narrative of politics so much. I mean, I, I don't know that we're ever going to get away from it now, though, because now I feel like the spotlight is on whoever goes in next, right? And so, I'm hoping that the people who've been the loudest about criticizing this person that's in now <laughs> are yeah. going to be the same with the next one. Because honestly, it's not. We're yes, we're getting better, but we're not getting perfect. Right. So you can't ease up on them either but at the same time we really don't need to every day rehash the same story over and over it's like a broken record and I, i'm like okay you don't have anything else going on in your life except this yes i get it's important but come on let's, let's talk about something else for a minute and that's what's kind of funny and i guess with that and you know since you kind of work in you know you work in the media right i mean what else do you do so i you know we we didn't we kind of cut that off a little bit so what other uh, what other okay. things do you do well, I do, well, before the pandemic and everything <laughs> shut down, <laughs> I was doing celebrity handling. So I was going to conventions and working with celebrities, which I love doing. Like that's one of the most fulfilling things that I have done through social. I don't know if that really was through social media though, but I guess so. Cause I started meeting people through social media who were doing that and going to conventions. So I started attending conventions, but I had my blog at the time. And so I started getting friendly with the people who were running conventions or the agents that were handling that were representing the celebrities at the conventions through the celebrity that I was friendly with. And they asked me to be a handler. And I thought, wow, this is a weird job, but yeah, I'll do it. So 
sure. I was like, this is great. And then the first couple of times that I worked with anybody, we got along so well that I became friends with these people. And so still talk to certain celebrities now because we've spent weekends together. And Mark Pellegrino, who I interviewed last week on my podcast, we only worked together one time so far, but we became oh, wow. really fast friends that one weekend because you spend the whole weekend with them, basically. So it's like, yeah. you know, you're friendly that way. So I was doing that and then that shut down. So I'm hoping we get back into that. And then uh, I was doing some social media consulting and I was uh, doing events around social media. So like Oscar parties and things like that. I'd like to get back into that. I did some social media consulting and also running accounts for people, which I don't particularly love doing because it's, it's you know, I have to juggle my own social media and then put somebody else's on. It's like, hey, you know, this, I have so much to do, but I enjoyed some of it. Like I really, it was funny when I was handling certain celebrities stuff because people really think they're always talking to the person that they think they're talking to, but you're not always talking to the person you think you're talking to. Especially right. when really, the big, big people don't handle all of their stuff all the time. No. So a lot of times somebody would have a, a start having a conversation with you and you're like, whoa, it's not, this is not what you think it is. <laughs> Maybe save this for when they come on if they want to talk, I don't know, but you know, you have to figure out how to kind of divert that conversation so that you don't end up in something too personal with somebody, but. Yeah, yeah, then, you know, someone comes out and, you know, you're. I'm not impersonating, yeah, you're never impersonating the person, you're just handling their stuff. So I'm just basically yeah. like tweeting something for them or promoting their stuff or doing that kind of thing, but I'm not intending to have a private conversation with you as Oprah, let's say. Like, I'm, I'm going to tell you that I'm Oprah and you know, you're going to win a car. No, we're not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, and that's what I think a lot of people don't get. And, you know, I don't do it on the, the famous level that you do it, but I, I manage a friend of mine's, um, oh. I manage his landscaping business's social media. And yeah. it's kind of funny because I get both sides of it from the fact that I see who he's sending DMs to and I'm like, dude, this is your business account. Like, let's divert that and use your, he's like, oh, I don't care. I'm like, okay, whatever, you know, and, you know, and I have to manage that too. Like, hey, by the way, I accidentally saw this. Did you see this from this? You know, so there's a lot of back and forth. And then, and like, I'm always posting, I post 95% of his stuff. And then one day he posted something and it was like, look, dude. I don't, I don't like that post. <laughs> so I had to kind of like, you know what I mean? I felt like, like a, not really in the same vein of what you're doing, but it's kind of like, man, like you're kind of ruining your image. And I kind of manage this. Can we like, can we agree to disagree that, you know, let's do this. So I jokingly, I sent him a text afterwards. like, you like that post I put on right after that ugly one you did. <laughs> so, well, I, had, I had the opposite thing. I was doing an actor's account and he, I would tweet for him and then he was gaining followers and he would get retweets and then he would tweet something and nothing would happen. And then he would tweet something to lose people. And he was like, wait, you tweet and I get two two extra followers and I tweet and I lose five. What's going on here? And I was like, I guess I, I saw them at one point. I said, I think I'm a better you than you are. Apparently, so <laughs> But I also learned earlier than that too, I guess from the 140 conferences and knowing all these people that were early adopters in social media that each person, whether you like it or not, is a brand when you're yeah. on social media. So when you're tweeting, you have to be mindful that it's your brand and you need to stay on brand. Yep. So unfortunately you can't all, if you're not um, vulgar usually, and, and all of a sudden one day you go on a rant and start using vulgarity, you're gonna get crap for it. People are gonna say, hey, listen, I didn't like the fact that you said F word and you did, you know. So you have to be careful to stay in that 
thing, but also be authentic about it. If your authentic self in real life, yeah. you wouldn't yeah. use those words. Don't use them on social media and then just stick with that. It's, it works. It really does work because people can tell when you're faking stuff. Yeah, exactly. And that's the one thing I think, you know, just in the limited interactions I've ever had with celebrities is it's funny when you have a, you meet celebrities and they kind of gravitate towards you and as you do towards them, just cause you know, mm -hmm. I, I would be geeking out like of a star Wars, you know, actor or something. <laughs> and, and, but then they're like, Hey, we're going to this party later. Why don't you come with us? And like, you know, they just sit and chit chat with you. And I'm like, yeah. you know, so it's a little thing. So you get that authenticity. And then, and then, like you said, you see that kind of back in their postings where they're posting their life. And sometimes it's not, you know social media life because everyone has their social media life and you have real life you know what I mean? and and i try to post like kind of a mixture you know yeah every once in a while i get a haggle by the by the wife you know that's a little too much or don't post me on there or don't do this <laughs> yeah, and, don't be personal don't yeah. take <laughs> but i agree with that totally yeah. but also there's, there's a point where even just um not celebrities but just people in general are very fake on social media and then you can usually after a little while you can sense who's being fake even being fake about what they're passionate about so if they're yeah. really not passionate about uh let's say a cause that they're doing and they do they're trying to just support it because they think it's going to make them more popular you can tell pretty quick this is not really the person's heart and that's not they're just doing it to get something out of it and so you bring that up and that was one of the struggles um you know this summer um you know obviously we had a lot of um a lot of negative press uh, with with social media, with you know the Breonna Taylor case, um, you know George Floyd, and all of those causes. And you know, I I took a stance to support my black friends, um, and then I also, you know, I was trying to find that balance. And it, it's a hard one to touch. And even right now, it's it's still kind of a hard one to really to touch and to do that. And it's just finding a way to support them. So that's what I've I've done there, but. I think that's been one of the big things that I noticed this this year was other entrepreneurs or small businesses in the local area um, where I'm at now. I thought some of it just was 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 out of the time, you know, using yeah, a lot so, of the press. The yeah, and for the yeah. wrong reasons. So I oh, with that too, I felt like we needed to be supportive, like you said, and try to amplify other people's voices because it's not my voice. So yeah. I don't, I can't speak on it. I can't say that I know this or that. I don't know. I don't know what that feels like. So, but this person does know that. So I will retweet this person. It's, it's the same thing yeah. with um, LGBTQ. It is yeah. the same way when I first started doing that. It's great when heterosexual people want to be supportive of you, but it's not great when they try to be your voice. Yeah, you exactly. You know, they can't say, well, you know, he, he wants to get married and he should be allowed. You don't know why though. You don't understand the true reason behind it. So yeah. And that's, that's a tough one. You know, and then I've had people, um, during this whole thing was so interesting because the Trump people were just so angry about everything. So <laughs> they just attacked you over anything. So you put up something about no hate and they just would come after you and they would be like, you know, uh, I don't understand why you people feel like you need to get married or why you need to, uh, constantly be defending yourselves and I said to one guy I was like listen you're a straight man right so has anyone ever told you that it's wrong to be straight that you're not allowed to be straight that you should exactly nobody's ever told that to you now imagine me growing up I was told I wasn't allowed to be I shouldn't be I need to pretend that I'm not so mm -hmm. and he said oh, I never thought about it that way I know he's like you know what 
I respect that. And you earned my follow now. And he followed me. And I was like, okay. That's, <laughs> but let me see if you're going to be an ass the whole time, then I don't really know if I want to talk to you ever again. <laughs> but okay. But I think I did actually get through to some of them to the point where they weren't so harsh about things, at least not with me anymore. And right. then I do liking things and, and sometimes retweeting things. And I'm like, oh, that's kind of cool because that guy was giving me a lot of crap at first. And that's, you know, that's a. Uh, uh... Just a, I, it just blows my mind in the time that we're in, you know, that things we're still not progressing as fast as we really should. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, that's, you know, and I think we could, we could do a series of podcasts on that. So I don't want to really drag it out, but, you know, having a child all the way down to six and all the way up to 22, you know, and, and explaining those things and, just anything and everything, especially with this year that's happened, you know, it's been a lot of explanation and I don't know how you do that. It's, you know, it's challenging, especially, you know, I, I, you know, I am blessed to have, you know, be married for almost 23 years. We have five beautiful daughters. So it's, you know, and so I have that aspect as well. So, you know, I, I have to explain it from my role and sometimes I'm a, I'm a white male like white straight male like what do I explain to you so and, and that's that's always been a challenge and I think really and the biggest one right now that's frustrating and, and again I live in Indiana um, and I shared was uh, we're trying to take to the Supreme Court that gay couples should not be allowed to have children like meaning like adopt and all that mm -hmm. stuff and I shared it last night and the only thing I put with it was garbage um, because again, there's no reason why that, and again, that affects me personally because our oldest daughter has a girlfriend and they've okay. been engaged for a couple of years now. They've been together. Oh goodness. Four and a half years or something. I think now, and that, that, that affects them. And I, I just thought it was very troublesome. So, and just well, affects the kids there. too, because yeah. kids that can't find a home would do well in any home. It doesn't matter as yeah. long as there's love and as long as there's uh, support and as long as the people can handle it, then I don't see what the, you'd rather the, the kids stay in orphanage or stay in foster care than actually get a home. That's just counterproductive. Yeah, yeah, and that's, and it's very counterproductive and it's, you know, and there's, again, like you said, love. I mean, <laughs> wherever they can get oh, love yeah. and, and get out of the system. Everybody just wants that. I think everybody wants to feel safe Mm -hmm. And they want to be loved. And so if somebody can give you safety and love, who cares? Right. Safety and love. That's basically <laughs> what life is about. <laughs> yeah. And, and yeah. So, um, you know, I think kind of one of the things reading some stuff, you know, I, I, I hate, how do I want to say it? I always creep on my guest. Uh, <laughs> big eyeball emojis. Um, but I think looking through things, I didn't realize you were doing two podcasts. I knew you were doing the one and I that's I was yes. like, well, I'm definitely going to listen. So I, branched, I started with the other one first because I had never did podcasting before and people kept saying I should. And mm -hmm. then they had, they had their own network of stuff. So they asked me if I want to show there. So in the beginning of the Term, the um I was gonna say in the beginning of turmoil, but not the beginning of the pandemic. <laughs> same thing, same difference. Yeah. Same. So I, I did start doing it, and it was keeping me busy for those hours. But I wasn't producing it myself. I wasn't editing myself or doing anything like that. So then also I started working during the pandemic on my physical fitness, and I ended up losing thirty pounds, which was great. But I also was working on myself too. So I was working with a coach who was a spiritual type of coach and we were doing things like that so I was meditating a lot and I'm still meditating a lot but one night I was meditating and the 
the thing, the like the term prelude to positivity kept coming up while I was meditating. So you're supposed to write down what happens when you're meditating. So I wrote it down and I said, I don't know what the hell that means, but I wrote it down. <laughs> and then I, then I went, for, I go for long walks. I live near the beach. I like to walk near the beach. So I was walking in the whole walk. I kept, they kept repeating in my head and I'm thinking, what, why does it keep repeating in my head? I don't understand what the heck it is anyway. Then I went to bed that night and I had this dream. And then in the dream, someone was explaining to me that right now would be considered a prelude to positivity because all the groundwork that you're doing while you're in this solitude that we're forced to be in, it's getting you ready for something else that's coming up, that everyone's getting ready for that. And that every time we've had a bad experience or a bad period of time, it's usually preparing you for something better coming. So I thought, oh, well, that makes sense. So then when I got to the next day, I thought, I think I'm gonna use it as the name of a podcast, but I don't wanna change the name of the existing one because that's confusing. So I'll just <laughs> another one, you know? And I do, I do like it because basically one of the things that I do is I promote people who I like. I mean, I have friends who are musicians. I have friends who are actors. I have friends who are dancers. I have friends who are producers. I have friends who are writers. So I like to promote them and show the world. I like to show them off. That's basically what I do. So I take the positive yeah. people and show them off. Some of them are really close friends of mine who I consider like, forget it. And then some of them, I just know kind of sort of. And I've done producing. I mean, I produce, help produce uh, Eastsiders on Netflix and things like that. So I, I'm kind of connected with those people and I can figure out from there who I can pull to maybe bring on. Right. And, and so, yeah, you get that little pool. And that's what I was, one of the questions about, you know, when I was, you know, kind of prepping, it was really where you look and, you know, what your main focus on that guest is going to be. And you had, you know, a gentleman on the other day that we were talking about before the show. And I listened to the other day, um, you know, it's a voice actor and like just between listening to you and knowing that it was about positivity, that was nice. And then listening to Chad speak was, I don't hate using the word like everyday dude, mm. but he just seems like one of those guys that you would hang out with and there's not going to be any beef. It's just going to be laughter. You know, it's just going to be fun. And he's going to raise your spirits and all that stuff. So I thought that was a good one. And I started, like I said, started listening to your first one. And I was out in the middle of nowhere in Indiana and <laughs> did good signal. So, and, and so I still had to finish listening to that one. So, but I, when I do them too, that's the whole point. It's not, uh, I'm not worried too much about me becoming popular with it or, the views. I don't worry so much about the views of the listeners on Spotify, but I do look for the feedback from people. So if I see people saying that they learned something about this person or they didn't know about the person at all, now they do, or, you know, they liked the interview or they, they liked certain thing about the interview. I like that because I want to be able to show them in the most positive light that we can show them in. Mm -hmm. And also to show them in the true light that they, because everybody has some type of light, hopefully, you know, you're, you're yeah. not going to go, even the, even the person who's the most curmudgeon you can find something about them that makes them light up or something passionate even if it's just about being miserable that's why <laughs> talk about it and so far i've been so lucky because i don't have anything i don't have anyone like that i've had positive positive people and i have a line of people that i'm trying to you know work on timing with now so right and that so and, and a couple of things like that's the one thing i think you know you kind of saying you're like meditating which is something i tried doing and then i need to get back to but I find myself this year because a few different things like with my day job, I've been putting more of myself in a positive manner in it that I've been finding. And I, I was working on before the pandemic, trying to be a more positive person myself. So kind of listening to your podcast the other day was like, yeah, you know, I, 
probably gotta stop being such a grouch or you know worrying about things i have road rage you know those kind of things we all have road rage we all have uh, impatience yeah uh, we all have those moments where like you get to the point where you're saying this is the worst thing that's ever happened to me i'm never going to recover from this or why does this always happen to me and those are the moments where you have to stop and go wait i said this last week about this other thing so this thing can't be the worst thing that I've had. And so you know, this is just a pattern you need to stop because it's just ridiculous. But it's hard to do, it's hard to catch yourself because other people around you do it all the time too. So you kind of fall into these patterns and you follow what other people are doing too. People like to complain. Yeah, yeah. And that's, and, and I found, you know, it's kind of ironic because the people that I've interacted with the most, I I'd shut my personal Facebook page off because I kept finding myself getting into those political debates or social justice debates. Oh. And I was like, this is really just making me angry. And I felt that like normally before, you know, you rip off a pissed off comment or something and you know, you're just heated. And I'm like, I don't even like doing that anymore. It's not exciting. It's not exhilarating to be, you know, no, trying to no. debate. And so I flipped it and I flipped the script and I went back to my business one and just sort of running my business Facebook and and I really strictly am on Instagram the most because you can dodge all the, the nasty on there. Yeah, I know I see a lot on there. And I, I think that's, it's um, been a challenge though, I think this year, because you know, I said, I'm gonna go in and be more positive and do this and do this and, and then things change. So, but I guess, you know, back to your podcast too, what do you think's been, I guess really what's been the most challenging trying to get people on? I mean, have, have you found it before the pandemic started? Is it harder for you to get guests on? Because that's what I've had a challenge with. Um, so far, I haven't really ha it, The biggest challenge is usually just the timing because you want to, on your end, you want you want to give the person enough time and you don't want to rush anything. You want to research the person too. So it has to be my time, their time has to match up and mm -hmm. then trying to get it to match um, projects. So during right. the pandemic, it's not so much because most people are on hold with most stuff. So it's a little bit easier, but you do have people that have like, uh, my record is coming out next week. And so you want to get it on before that, which is one of the reasons why I also pushed off and did my own too, because sometimes yeah. that timing was a problem when someone else is producing for you or someone else is editing for you and someone else has a schedule. So now it's, if I'm interviewing you today and I know that Friday you have a new thing coming out, I'll make sure that I put it out on Wednesday or Thursday. So I can juggle it myself. Even if I have to do two in one week, in a case like that, I would do two in one week. Right. And that's, you know, I, I found that I really love doing it. And then I, it's just, I've been wanting to do more solo ones because you obviously like in with me, I can speak to, you know, different aspects of social media, like, you know, what the focus on this month for your social media, I can do different things or different marketing aspects. Um, but it's, I get kind of, I don't know if I, I don't like hearing the sound of my own voice, first of all. So having to edit it and do all that, but then it's, you know, like, well, I don't, am I really going to get anyone, you know, if, if I could connect to five people, great. But if I'm just putting noise out there, I don't want to be that person. So then it's like going, you know, <laughs> you, you know you what I mean? Though? Yeah. But if you have something valuable to offer, it's going to work. The only thing is I do understand what you're saying because I play off other people's energy all the time. So when mm -hmm. I'm by myself, I feel like I don't, whose energy am I gonna use to kind of bounce off of? So when I do the interviews, even if it's someone I've never interviewed before or I don't really know well, so at the beginning I might be really nervous. Mm -hmm. I'm, also shy. I'm also shy, even though people don't believe, but I'm shy, really shy and have anxiety. So I'll, in the beginning I might be like, oh crap, what am I gonna do? But once <laughs> you get the, that rhythm going and the energy 
flowing, it, it's really easy just to keep on playing off the other person's energy. So I don't know if I could do one by myself. I'll, I try, I did one for the new one. I did one introducing what it was going to be. That yeah. was by my, and I felt the same way as you. I'm sitting there talking into a microphone and I'm thinking, yeah, this doesn't really feel normal to me because I don't just talk to myself. <laughs> but yeah. I wanted to introduce what it was and what it was going to be. So I thought I'll do it that way. Right. And that's, I think that's always a challenge. It's like, you know, you get into it and you're like, okay. And I definitely don't like doing the visual part of it. Like the, the one I put on YouTube of me, I was like, oh, but it, it got a lot of, you know, got a lot of listens. People, a lot are, of visual, though. People are visual. So they yeah. like, which is why I decided with this one too, it's going to be Zoom and it's going to be extracting the audio for Spotify and the podcasting platforms, but mm -hmm. also always as long as the other person's okay with it, I'm going to do the video on YouTube. Yeah, and that, and I will. I won't do it. But if as long as they're game, I'm. I'm going to do it. Yeah, and, that's, and I think that's a, a good way to do it. And that's why I started doing it as well with Zoom. It's super easy to do. You can pull the audio out really easy and, and do everything. Yeah, and it, also you have to get past those things. So I don't like being on video that much either. But I have to get past it. I was even in a, a show before the pandemic. There was a. Um, indie show that where I played a, a hairdresser in two episodes and I had like a couple of lines in each day. and that I was like oh and I was I was 30 pounds heavier than too so now I was dealing with being 30 pounds heavier being on camera I couldn't oh, I can't take it but I did it because I said I have to start learning how to do this I have to learn how to put that behind me and say listen I'm mm -hmm. doing it it's what I want to do yeah just suck it up Tommy and, and get it over with <laughs> like a band-aid just pull it off <laughs> right yeah. so um you know and speaking of you just said something about being nervous the other day that was one thing I I I found myself I think I've only laughed at about three different podcasts um I'm a Joe Rogan listener don't hate me anyone um <laughs> some people are certain now it's it's been weird with Rogan but I was listening to someone I don't know who was on I started laughing but the one with you and Chad the other day, I, you guys said something. I, unfortunately, I don't remember it, but I, I chuckled. I'm like driving in the middle of nowhere in Southern Indiana or Northern Kentucky. And I'm cracking up and I'm like, and then a little bit later, I'm like, Tommy sounds kind of nervous. I was like, he almost sounds like he kind of little giddy, like, you know, and I was like, I like this. It's, it really felt genuine. And it, it was, it seemed like a really fun conversation. So that was one yeah. thing to put that out about your podcast. I really enjoyed. It's definitely fun. And I look forward to him coming back because like I said, him and I are friends. So we talk a lot about things mm -hmm. and then whatever we were laughing about was probably something that we've spoken about before, but I was pretending that we never talked about it because <laughs> if I'm going to interview him, I, people, I want to try to, you know, act like this is the first time I asked him the question. And it's right. weird. Uh, this week or next week, I think I'm going to have my friend, David Hernandez from American Idol. So okay. When him and I talk to, it's the same thing. I talk about to him so much. I know everything that he's doing and you have to kind of remember, okay, what did he tell me already? And what am I going to talk about him? What do I need right. to talk about today? And how are we going to differentiate these things? But it's fun because I'll just let it be what it is. Let it be a conversation. Right, right. And that's that's the one thing I really like. And, it, and it's what's fun about bringing, you know, podcasts in general is just more of the voice. But now when you start throwing it on YouTube or whatever, however you want to play it, is I there's always somebody out there you can listen to that's different. And I think with you, what was nice and what kind of piggybacked on was, oh, wow, this guy's got a podcast that's something people really should kind of hear and listen to. And they get to hear a cool, like a celebrity or a friend or something, but yet it's not just, 
it's just not a murder podcast. You know, I think that's really what's dominating the market right now is murder podcast and Joe Rogan. So that's not my, uh, my wheelhouse is usually to spotlight people and try to kind of share them with other people, you know, mm -hmm. the same way. I feel like if you have someone who is a great musician, I want them to hear the music or the, my friend Derek, who I did the spiritual things with during the pandemic. I want to have him on again. I had him on the first one, but I want to share that with people because it's important. And if I found value in it, I'm sure you'll find value in it. Yeah, exactly. So um, let's see here. Well, you know, I'm going through my list and I somehow always find a way when I do my, my little interview outline, I'm like, man, we've already hit a lot of this stuff. <laughs> you get a nice little flow going, you know, like and everything and it, it's fun and and all that. So I guess one thing, um, I was reading one of your posts and what would you say like a really unexpected, maybe little skill or something that you've, you've done this year that you didn't really expect that you were going to either discover or, or start up or however you want to say it. Uh, well, I think one of the things that I did when I was doing the, during the really heavy points where I was exploring the spirituality side, um, I always knew I had intuition and that I should trust it more, but I second guessed myself so much. So I learned how to stop second guessing that. And I also learned how to set boundaries with people more because I was one of those people that didn't set boundaries and I was just like, oh, I'll do whatever. But, um, and I also learned that you can't feel guilty about things when somebody really crosses lines with you or um, just does you dirty, that don't feel guilty about blocking them from your social media. It's not for everyone is not entitled to have a piece of you that's basically what wow. you have to understand is that it is great to share all these things but there are people there that will take advantage of that or people there that try to like weasel their way in to do other things i had somebody i have somebody who still that i blocked them recently but um they're basically mimicking everything that i do oh. so my they took my bio a few years ago exactly what my bio says on twitter and on instagram and put it in their bio <laughs> And I was like, okay, well, that's weird. So, and it, it's kind of creepy. So you look at it and you go, all right, well, that's creepy. And also you look at it and you say, well, this, they didn't do this and they never did that. So why do they have that in their bio? It doesn't make any sense. And then they tried to work with me for a while. And I was like, you know, this is very uncomfortable. And um, one of the most intuitive people I've ever met in my life was my friend, Carol. And she would know things before you would know things. So if you met somebody, she would meet them and she'd look at you and go, mm -mm, no, that's not going to work. <laughs> and so I started telling her about this person and she was like, no. And I said, what do you mean no? She, just like that, she said, no. I said, what? So she goes, you want, she wants to do what? A YouTube show with you? No. She's like, no, you do that yourself. It'll be better. This person, no. And then she was like, do you realize that they're mimicking everything you do? And I was like, I, I do now. <laughs> but I still didn't do any blocking because I still felt like the polite thing to do is to just like let it ride and don't rock the boat and you know. So I said, I'm not going to do it. But then during the pandemic, I just thought one day I had enough. And I said, listen, I'm just tired of this nonsense. And it would even be the point where they would go on vacation, take a picture. They started going to LA all of a sudden, took a picture in LA and put up exactly word for word what I normally do when I get to LA. I was like, oh God. Oh, oh my goodness. <laughs> you. So I blocked them. And then like, I literally blocked them. And by the, maybe it was one o'clock in the morning or so, by the time I was looking through all my socials. And then by the time I got up, they knew I blocked them. Oh, wow. So yeah, I said, well, you're on me or something. Like, it's weird. So, 
Yeah, that's that's very it's, it's stalkerish. <laughs> if you if you have a creeping feeling about somebody, or you have, um, like I said, boundaries being crossed, you you have to understand that everybody is not entitled to all of you, and some people aren't entitled to any of you. That's just the way right. It you know, that's just the way it has to be. And that was that was one of the things I kind of really wanted to ask too. Is you know, with twenty twenty and social media, since I know you're very involved on it, was you know, if you did find yourself kind of weeding through people or maybe like I kind of tried the unfollow button a few times on like I, do that. I don't block an awful lot like I can disagree with you on things and we can still be somewhat friendly mm -hmm. um there's certain things there are certain lines that you can't cross like you can't be racist because I'm not gonna I won't yep. do the race racism thing don't be homophobic because I'm not gonna do that don't be yep. sexist but I will let you have your opinion on certain things. I mean, honestly, there's people who support Trump that I feel like, all right, well, I'm not going to unfriend the person or I'm not going to complete, because they're not belligerent about it. If yeah. you're not belligerent about it, then we can, we can find some common ground. But if you're going to be belligerent or beat me over the head with it every day or quote mm -hmm. him or, you know, I don't, want to, I don't even want people quoting Biden. I don't care. Don't, that's not what I'm here for. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> honestly, they're all politicians at the end of the day. So tell me what, mm -hmm. Tell me what he's doing. That's good. Okay, we, we got it. But don't do that thing where you have the pie in your eyes and everything that the person does is perfect because that's not true. No. It's not going to be. Yeah, and that's that's a challenge too. And I and I think that's the one of the things that's where I kind of like you said anything that was kind of like human rights just in yeah. general. That's when I just said okay, enough's enough. And I used to have a rule that I would send you a message if I was going to unfriend you, like, hey, look, like. I wish you the best, but right now you're, you're just, you know, a racist POS or, you know, whatever it might be. And, and then I just hit on friend and then I just finally get to the point. I'm like, no. And then a friend of mine, he, he kind of, he sent me a message or called me and actually called me and just chewed me out. We're still friends or whatever, but he's like, I don't understand. Like you said, you were going to do this and you're going to block these people, but yet you still have all these Trumpers on there. Like, yeah, they have valid opinions. I was like, you know, they're not, like you said, they're not beating it over the head or they're not. Yeah. Oh, they're not ridiculous. There's some ridiculous things that people say. And I'm just like, that's so ridiculous. I can't deal yeah. with it. But <laughs> if you, I feel like everyone who has an opinion, they have, if they're rational people, then they have reasons why they have that opinion. So if you can actually rationalize with me and explain to me why you have that opinion, I may understand why you have that opinion. I may not agree with it. But just, I can understand right. why you have it. Well, and that, we're all human. And I think that's the biggest thing. And I think, you know, you don't want to use in what's the the buzzword is echo chamber. You know, you don't want to live in an echo chamber where you only hear the same thing that comes don't out of your mouth. You can't cancel everybody either. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Cancel culture is. Oh, and there's some days where I'm not going to agree with everything that people do and say, but there's mm -hmm. some days I'll agree with you. So I, you have to be, you have to discern between that and realize that people have bad days. We have good days. Mm -hmm. I may be having an off day too. So something that you say today may offend me and then tomorrow I'm not offended by it. So yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I think uh, my, yeah, I, I, I like to share memes that, and not really in a bad way, but just those memes that might be unpopular opinions, but funny. And mm -hmm. that's my big thing lately. That's kind of how I make my, my way through whenever I'm on social media. And then even, I love so yeah, I mean, who doesn't love a good meme? I mean, it's, <laughs> Or they're in gifts as well. And that's, you know, I hate circling back, but do you find Twitter to be more gifts than anything else? I don't know I about your that, feed. 
But I find what does well is when you have a GIF or a meme or a video or a photo. It yeah. used to be just tweet something and it was it was it was good. People would see it. Now you have to have something attached to it, or people don't really look. Yeah, yeah. I don't even yeah. know. Look at one, just words. I don't think people will see words. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know when I, I but in 2009, I uh, I just was it was there were no pictures when, when Twitter first started. You couldn't have a photo in, in the thing. So you just, <laughs> I remember signing up for it and thinking. Um, I used to go out to my parents on Fridays for dinner, and I was there when we were waiting to for so and so to come or this one to come. I would watch TV and I turned on the TV and Oprah was on and she had Ashton Kutcher on. It was he was talking about Twitter and he signed her up. And I was like, oh well, that looks interesting. So I'll sign up and I'll see what they're going to do over the weekend. But I probably will never use it. And so from that Friday that I signed up, I never on, I never had a day where I didn't go on. So that just became my thing. And then the funny thing is I found later on, I found out like Oprah signed up. I found out the woman who, the woman who worked for, for Ashton that signed up Oprah and who was helping her with her account. I'm really good friends with her. And then I met somebody else that was working for Ashton and apparently I had a conversation with them about Twitter and then they went back and told him about the conversation we had. And then the next morning I get up and he followed me and then he sent me this message. He's like, this so-and-so told me that you were, he had some good ideas about social media. And I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> is this real life? <laughs> so it was like all these full circle moments that happened and a lot of them kind of revolve around social media. Yeah. And so there's a lot of positive. Yeah. No, that's good. That's good. So I think, um, oh goodness, how do I want to do it? So I guess really, I mean, the, you know, the whole, the title of my show is, you know, how social is your media? And I, I think we've covered a lot of that. I mean, I think we kind of get through there, but, um, you know, overall, let's talk about just social media in general. Do you think, and I don't want to say it's, it's totally gone so far off the rails that it's not savable, yeah. but do you think there's now that time where we can kind of, like you said earlier, move forward, like the election's gone or this is gone. We're going into a new year. You know, everyone's like, Hey, it's 2021. Hold my beer. You know, all that kind of <laughs> memes are out there. Yeah, and, let's hope that um, so what do you think? Like, what do you think's really going to take the next month, three months, six months, year? Uh, what do you think it is? What's going to really push people to be more, positive and maybe more social well i my thing always was um social tv so i started like i said watching television and tweeting at the same time so i felt like entertainment that was one of my tagline things too entertainment should be social so i with the pandemic we really lost entertainment there's no shows to go to there's really television too for a while we had no new television shows on. so mm -hmm. i think when we start seeing production going back and we're seeing new shows come out uh, i think we're going to start going back to being a little more social with that uh, hopefully the people out there who were doing it originally will jump back in and be like, hey, this is my favorite show. Let's let's tweet about it. Let's talk and, and we'll be able to get the conversation going again. I think it's just about a conversation. But also the podcasting thing, I think, uh, or the things that we're doing and sharing them too, especially what I like to do is if I can interview an actor and then share that and then we can talk about it. When I post an interview, I don't want to just post it there and you listen to it and then it, that's it. I like people to give me feedback. Like, mm -hmm. what did you like about the interview with Chad? What did Chad say that really was, you know, great? And I'm sure he wants to hear that too. I'm, I'm sure he doesn't yeah. do the interview with me just to go, okay, well, we got this interview in the can. Now you share and do whatever you want. <laughs> so it would be great for people to remember that social media is a companion 
to the things we do in life. It's not, social media is not the thing. It's not, social media in itself is just noise. Mm -hmm. But if you combine it with real life events, if you combine it with things you enjoy, if you combine it with people you enjoy listening to or speaking with, you have this community. And if we take community out of it and we all broadcast, no one's gonna read anything. The right. broadcast means I'm just putting it out and I'm leaving it. So if I put it out and leave it, you put it out and leave it, he puts it out and leaves it, she put it's great. It's there. Now it's left. So what are we going to do with it? Nothing. <laughs> right. <laughs> and, and so I think, do you think there's a way to, because I, I, I like to bring up, especially with, you know, what I do, because I do, like I said, I do small businesses, entrepreneurs, like I mean, I've had like authors on and the thing that they find the most challenging for them is a lot of them don't have a lot of financial backing. They don't have that capital to spend to, boost their post or do a paid ad and i think is there is there really a true way that the the algorithm can be broken i mean um i know if you can find the right hashtags on instagram especially mm -hmm. that's a way that doesn't break the algorithm but it, it is the way to ride the algorithm yeah. I mean, let's say that breaking it, you want to ride it so if you use if you find the right hashtags or that sweet spot where you have those hashtags. And um, sometimes you have to look outside of what you're doing, like maybe a hashtag you might not normally use, but it applies to you and you don't realize it applies to you. Um, the timing of when you put it up to is really important as well. We have to look at that. Mm -hmm. I, I'm bad. I sometimes don't pay attention to that, but yeah. <laughs> and I should, but you, you try to do that. And um, the thing is that they keep changing all the algorithms. Mm -hmm. So when you finally think you know it and you got it and you're good and you're like, I'm so confident that I have this down and I'll, I am the Instagram expert. Wake up tomorrow morning. You're like, I am the Instagram moron. I have no idea. What <laughs> I feel like the grandpa <laughs> of social media sometimes oh, when they get back on there. <laughs> it's so crazy. In one day, it, the whole thing can change. And then yeah. Twitter, I don't, Twitter's not so much hashtags anymore. It used to be. Twitter was mm -hmm. mostly about hashtags. But now if, I feel like if you put more than three hashtags in a, po in a tweet, they're like, what's wrong with you? <laughs> well, yeah, or you sometimes some of the weird algorithms will almost shadow ban you. So, you know, when people won't yeah. see your stuff. So, and I think that's one of the big things, um, you know, with Instagram, let's go to that one real quick. It's an easy one to use because, you know, it started out, you took a picture. Then they let you add a picture. Then they let you add video. Then, you know, you have all that. Then they added reels, which... I like reels. I watch them on there just like I watch TikTok. I you know, I, I, I'm addicted to TikTok. I don't watch it as much as I used to. I would spend two hours before bed every night. Me watching. Too, I to I oh, it's such a bad habit. And um, now they have guides. So that's a new yeah. thing they, they added. I like um, guides though. Because the small business guides is good. Yes. I yes. I, and I agree. And it's one thing I haven't started yet. Um, you know, I've been looking at sitting down and, and building my guides and doing all that. Because then you're somebody like me that's running a social media management company slash marketing company. You know, I, I follow a, a young lady here in Indianapolis and she does the same thing. She only does social media and, and she's like, you know, do as I say, not as I do. And that's kind of what I have to do because I'm so busy a lot of times. And, and But I think that's one of the things with Instagram that's changed their algorithm. If you're not doing those things, your exposure goes, you know, from way up here, it goes down a little bit. And I've always just made it more, you know, when I 
when I really came up with the idea for this podcast, it was also just really, it's really my mantra on, on posting is build your community and then make that community social. So that's why I was like asking how social is your media? Yeah, I agree and, with that. And, you know what I mean? It is and, the strongest thing you can have. Right, right. Because those are the people that want to be engaged and want to interact and, and do those things. So yeah, and, and you're not always going to get that ideal, especially if you're in a, a business doing it, you're not always going to get your ideal business or it might not convert as many sales. So then you do have to change it. And I cheat with hashtags. I use um, a website called Later or an app. Um, and it, it helps you post like you can, it's a calendar system and it lets you research hashtags. Yeah, I do. A, I do research them. But the other thing you have to remember about Instagram, just like on Twitter, is that you can't really be a broadcaster. Right. Because if you're posting your photo and leaving it and that's it. And you're not liking anybody's stuff. You're not commenting on anybody's stuff. Then those people are going to start ignoring you too, because they're yeah. like, well, I just puts up the picture and leaves. And so yeah. I do that. I, I watch people's stories. Um, I try not to make my stories look like Morse code though. <laughs> dots on the top and it's like, well, the hell. but some days, you know, some days are more interesting or at least to you, they're more interesting. So you post more because you're doing more things. And then some days are not as interesting as others. And you're just, maybe two stories or something, but I like to try to post a couple of stories and I do like watching people's stories. I think it lets me know about your life, about your day. Yeah. And that's, that's one of the things I find myself um, with that, with that social media is I've been real lazy with my stories lately. And I, the only thing I really have been doing, I've been sharing some stuff. Like I really like to share people. Um, there's a, a young lady we bought some uh, lip gloss off of over the summer um and everything she's 13 entrepreneur and she's doing great um lovely like cosmetics and everything and you know i put her up on the story because she and i and i put a post up she sent me a personalized christmas card for being a customer this kid's 13 years old but she's got it she's she gets the she gets it yeah i was like i turned it over and i'm like i thought it's oh it's just like a picture and i flipped it over and there was a handwritten note who writes made out to me and i'm like a 13 year old and I showed our 16 year old because she's you know trying to do a, her own little art business I was like I was like hey that you know the girl that you follow you know we follow on Instagram like look and I flipped she was she handwritten letter and I was like yeah like look at that so it's just yeah. kind of cool so well, that's also what I like about the guides is that basically you can make a guide of products that you like they don't even have to be your products right right yeah you can it's say hey here's one shop that's a great small business thing because support small business how better to support small business than to have guides and, and put things in there especially small business stuff like yeah. nike doesn't really need you to put them in your guide you can put nike in your guide oh, if you want yeah. that's great but they don't really need it <laughs> you know right, the girl right. with the lip gloss she's gonna need somebody to put her in their guide so she can be seen so obviously it sounds like instagram and i think probably just from following you would you say instagram's your most used social media now I, it is and that it's so shocking to me because as I said, I was the big Twitter person. I mm -hmm. Twitter was my main thing. I had Facebook before Twitter. My Facebook yeah. got bigger once I had Twitter because obviously you grow your Facebook through Twitter. Um, and Instagram, I was just for pictures. So Instagram was like, okay, here's a picture of my Christmas tree. Here's a picture of me here. <laughs> when you travel, see, for me, Instagram was big when I would travel, mm -hmm. but it wasn't really a day everyday thing. Now, one of the big things I do is um, if there's somebody that has a t-shirt that says like the one I'm wearing today is this is Jared Padalecki's. Okay. So we define you. So I'll do things like this. Like I'll, this, I bought this t-shirt because I wanted to support his cause. So obviously I would 
not ask for, for free, but some people send me stuff. And if you send, they send me a t-shirt, I'm going to put, take a picture of it and put it on Instagram if it says something great on it, yeah. or if it's a great piece of clothing that I think people should have. But um, there's also cause related stuff, cause related stuff. I will always try to support because who doesn't even have the t-shirt anyway, right? Like t-shirts are great. <laughs> <laughs> But that I never would think of me doing that. I would always thought that I have to either be eating at a great restaurant to take a photo of this beautiful food or on a beach or something. You know, it has to be something exotic. You can't just be a picture. But now it's just a picture. Yeah. So now you just take pictures of everything that you do. Yeah, yeah, you kind of catalog your moments and everything. And, And I have friends, you know, I don't know about you. I just just turned 44 last week. And I have friends, you know, the same age range, you know, those Gen Xers and like, oh, you always take so many pictures. I'm like, you're right. I do. Mm-hmm. And because I, I sometimes I'll just, something strikes me, you know, and that's, you know, and some people might like it. So I'll, I'm sharing. Yeah, I you feel know. like uh, a good sunset is always yeah. a good photo. A good sunrise is a good photo. Um, what else? I mean, there's just things that you're doing. Every, and then also it's important to, express yourself there. I feel like it, there's an expression now on Instagram too. I, uh, this, Cause you can make captions and you can write deep stuff underneath. It could be a photo of, I do like to do photo shoots cause I have friends that are photographers. So I'll do a photo shoot. And then based on the shots that we get I will wait for a moment of inspiration where that shot matches what I'm thinking and I'll put it together. So, right. and again, that's, that's creative still. So it's still a way of creativity and I think it's important to always stay in touch with that creative side. Otherwise it's boring. Yeah. Well, and plus you, two, oh, go ahead. I said for you and the people, because how boring is it if you're, if you're forced to do something every day that you don't feel, mm-hmm. then it's, just, it's monotonous. But if you have a creative side and you can connect those two things together, great. Yeah, and, and, and that's what, and you know, and you do a great job of making sure like, you know, I saw like, you know, hair, makeup or photographer, you know, and oh, always yeah. giving those shout outs and, you have to do it only for the big photo shoots. So like with the environment doing one in the house against this background, I don't usually, do that unless I've just, so if I just went and they, they gave me a facial and I had my eyebrows, but I have really good people too. So that's why I like to show them off. Like the guy who yeah. cuts my hair, amazing. The people who do my skin, he's amazing. Eyebrows are amazing. So I feel like they treat me so well that I have to, plus I don't look, if I didn't do any of that stuff to me, I'm not going to look as good as I on the, in that picture. So it's like, you know, I have to shout out the people that are keeping it real. <laughs> I know that's the thing I was thinking. It's like, I, I was going to lay down and take a nap and then I kept getting work phone calls and I didn't. And I was like, I don't even care. I just kind of, you know, did one of these. I was like, <laughs> I was like, man, I was like, I'm going to look like a bum. So, uh, and I don't shave. Like I, I go a week or so and then I'll shave. I haven't been clean shaven and I don't know, like a year or two or something. I'll go so. back and forth. I did the stubble for one of the photo shoots because we were trying to figure out before you do one, it's it's a whole process too. You have to figure out what are we gonna do this time because yeah. we want to do the same thing. So the my photographer friend said to me, um, you're not gonna like this, but I'm gonna suggest something. He's like, How do you feel about stubble? And I was like, Oh god, it's so annoying. And he was like, he's like, Yeah, but it could be something. And I said, All right, I will grow it for the photo shoot. And I'm saying, you know. So we did it. And then I was, then we, the idea was that in the photo shoot, I was going to shave and we were going to do a picture of that. Nice. So we, I got to the, to his apartment to do the photo shoot. And I said to him, do I really have to shave though? And then he was like, why? I said, cause I don't really want to shave it off. And then he was like, <laughs> we can pretend to shave. It's not a big deal. So that's what we did. So I'll shave it off if I'm going, going somewhere or if like the, I got a facial last week. So I, I did shave it off. So I do that. Yeah. And then I'll let it grow back because 
it kind of looks, and I got good, the thing is feedback. People will give you feedback. If they don't like something, they're going to tell you. But if they like something, they're going to tell you. <laughs> well, you know, and just like, a, a, you know, like my wife might like to hear something or something like that. Like us us guys want to hear something too, you know? Like, oh, yeah, and that's what do the stubble. Because my wife's like, I don't like clean shaving. Don't do that. And I don't yeah, like we, it too long because then you kiss me and it goes up my nose. <laughs> so. I don't like it long either. I don't, if it gets too long, it's itchy for me. So I don't mm -hmm. do that. Yeah, I'm right yeah, at that I, stage. I want some feedback too. And I think also, again, interacting you when you're putting something out you don't want people to just like it either it's nice mm -hmm. to get an interaction thing i would i love it when you get a comment and then you comment back to the person and it becomes a whole chain of just conversation it's cool yeah yeah and that's um you know one of the fellow fellow peers in my market space with the, the marketing stuff one of the things she always challenges on is when somebody posts on her comments and they don't respond to her call to action so when she asks a question and they'll just say something oh i totally agree but it's not even the full thing so she'll ask them another question so she yeah. i've seen a thread with like her ask the same question three times before they finally oh crap i'm not paying attention and it was yeah. it was kind of kind of cute in a way <laughs> i was like well, oh it's man also, it's also funny when it's um attractive a really attractive person but they're not posting anything shirtless or anything risque or anything like that they're actually posting fully clothed and they're they have a call to action they have like a really sweet thing they're saying and they want a response from it but all you see underneath is hot great pick you're so hot i love you yeah they're like oh that's not undo what he said though so obviously you're not reading anything that he's saying <laughs> good to know yeah you know where your follower base is for like the first 50 you know posts you know fire emojis or the creeper eyes or it's like they're oh, like good lord but sometimes it's good to read the, the caption because the captions will, and if the person's looking for a response, respond to it. Otherwise, it's kind of like when you walk in the street and someone walks the other way and you go, how you doing? And you keep walking and you don't wait for them to answer. It's just kind of like, it's words. It's just words. <laughs> Nobody cares. So I think, um, you know, my kind of my last question with social media is, if, and this wasn't even, honestly, it wasn't even one of my questions because we hit some of the other ones. If you could build... A, a social media platform that would alter things right now, what would you do? What would the main focus be maybe? Uh, I would definitely focus it on entertainment. I feel like we, need, we it would be great to have one that people can go to only to discuss what they're watching. And I, there has, I wish there was a way to, to do it with Netflix because with live television, you can go on. So on, I don't know, Tuesday nights, let's say at uh, eight o'clock, we all know that we like this certain show. So we're on Twitter and we tweet it. But on Netflix, it's kind of difficult to do that because you have to be streaming at the same time that I'm streaming. So it would be great to have a combination of a streaming and uh, like a Twitter situation, but also a streaming platform together. Or if right. you could tweet for Netflix, you know, like something like that, where then other people who are doing, watching that same exact show can grab it and respond to you. That'd be awesome. And, and, and and I think, I, like you said earlier, when we were talking about it, it's, there is a little bit that is lost where, you know, every once in a while I'll see it on Facebook. Right now it's with the Mandalorian with uh, oh, yeah. myself and a lot of my friends. We love and, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I, I haven't got to watch yesterday's episode because by the time I got around to it, you know, by the time I got home from work and all that stuff. And we just got so far behind and we ate dinner super late last night and the kids were, more worried about being on their zoom calls with their friends. So like, yeah, we'll watch it tomorrow. But 
I don't mind spoilers, but I think sometimes that's why I was wondering earlier, it kind of popped in my head. It's like, did you ever think that, you know, how do you make it spoiler free or, you know, that kind of interaction sometimes. I've never done spoilers. When I, when I tweet, I don't do spoilers. I just do reactions of what I'm seeing, but I try not to give away. But I did yeah. this year was weird because um, Gilmore Girls, when it originally aired on CW mm-hmm. and WB, so Twitter wasn't really even around back then. So we didn't tweet during that show. But when the revival came out, it was on Netflix. Oh, so yeah. Now, yeah, yeah, yeah. Every year, I think from the Sunday before Thanksgiving until after Thanksgiving, this station called Up TV, they do a Gilmore Girls marathon where they show the entire series from first episode to last episode. My goodness. 24 hours a day, it just runs. And I usually watch it when I can, but this year, because we were home, working from home, I had it on all day from home. <laughs> and then I was like, this, and then they said they were going to show the Netflix special as the last part of this series on Sunday. So it was completely different to watch it on Up TV on Sunday with a whole bunch of other people that were watching it. And we were actually tweeting each other and that was such an interactive day. And I was so thrilled with that because it felt like it was before. And here was something that I had seen. I've seen the revival a million times too. I love the Gilmore Girls, but I was watching it for the first time live with other people and being able to say, I didn't like that she did this or she should have never done that. Or, I love that she did this. This part makes me cry. That was the grandfather, when they did the memorial for him because he had passed away, that it just gutted me. Like these things were great to share. And then the interactions you were getting from people it made you feel like that community again. So, yeah. So and the, the whole thing that you're, you're saying that and getting excited, it's like, that's like that, that social comfort food that you needed, you know what I mean? And, and, and that's the one of the biggest things. And that's been the biggest challenge. And I think with social media um, um, is really those people, you know, that are, and I always, it's always weird. You always feel like sometimes you, you're going to say something and it's like, oh, I'm so much better because I have a family. But, you know, those friends that are single or don't, don't have as, as, the accessibility to really see the people they truly care about physically. I mean, well, we can all do Zoom all day long, but, or FaceTime well. or whatever. But, um, but I think that's the one thing that you need, you, people need to be able to check in with each other. And that's what I try the to do. The quarantine the quarantine totally proved that because yeah. I am, I live alone. So right. I've been quarantined by myself. If it wasn't for Zoom and it wasn't for social media, I wouldn't even be talking to people. You know, yeah. I was in my house and I'm watching television. That's about it. So it saved the whole time. I think I would have lost my mind if I didn't have this. Yeah. And that, and that's the thing. And I think the biggest thing though, is just checking in on people because you know, everyone's got their, their different level that they've been able to handle it. So, and it's, oh, it's, yeah. And I feel sometimes I feel bothersome. Like, you know, I'll send somebody a message in the morning, like, how you doing? You doing okay? Yeah, or, I, the other person doesn't have to respond right away if they're yeah. busy. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's just making sure though that they're good. And I think though, like you said though, that, that being able to, to tweet and to watch the show though was something that still brought you together. So I think that's that would be a great idea. To... It excited me again and it, brought, it kind of um, reinvigorated Twitter for me where, right. like I said, in stale a little bit and then I got on there I was like this is amazing but I tell you that the other thing too that, that can't be replaced though by any social media at all is traveling because mm-hmm. I haven't seen my friends in LA since March and I'm I was gonna go for my birthday a couple of weeks ago and then I rescheduled it because they were just closing everything again there yeah so it's like itching to get back there itching and I think at this point that's also why I'm seriously considering just moving there because I feel like if I would have if I would have gotten stuck there for pandemic, it wouldn't have been as crazy as New York for some reason, or as lonely. I would have been able right. to see. New York is a little bit more, if you're too spread out from people, it's not as easy to get yeah. to. 
yeah, you don't want to go on the subway. Yeah, and that's yeah. and I don't know about the subway. <laughs> you know, maybe we just have a car and we would drive, but in yeah. New York, someplace you have to take the subway and you're just like, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> I don't think I would want to either. So, <laughs> well, great. Um, so I think uh, yes, a few little parting things here. Um, so give everyone the the details. Like, where can they find you? Start with your oh, social media. Give the podcast, all that fun stuff. So on social media, it's really easy. It's just everywhere is Tico T E E C O seven one. Um, that's Twitter, Instagram, Facebook is uh, Tommy Jirasi. There's an official page there. The new podcast is Prelude to Positivity. That's on Spotify, YouTube. YouTube is my full name too. I think YouTube is Thomas Jirasi, but you can find that on my socials. And then um, the other podcast that I do is called Tommy Talks. That's on GBC Radio. But um, I put that out all the time on my stuff too. I will tweet it when I get it or when I do one. Yeah. Right now I'm concentrating a little bit more on the Prelude to Positivity because it's new. So I'm trying to get it up off the ground a little. Um, also, I feel like it's a little easier to get guests for Prelude to Positivity because it's not connected to anything else. So mm. there's nothing limiting it. Um, and I really look forward to just seeing where it goes. I want, I really hope people will start suggesting people for me too, because I'd like to interview people I've never met too. That would be great. Yeah, yeah. And, that, and that's, I think, something good. And I think there's there's a lot of good word to be spread and, and everything there. And um that's always my biggest challenge though with like you said is like i want feedback i want feedback you know i always you know so as people are seeing this give us both some feedback whether it's on on mine or go to tommy's and when you watch mine give me i i've loved the feedback from the mark pellegrino and from the chad michael collins one um those have been the best and the thing they say about them even more for me I prefer right. to even see them saying great things about these guys than I'm just the conduit. I don't care. But what do you, what do you think about that? Let me know. <laughs> That's what I want to know. Well, and that helps you a guest, I think too. You know what I mean? It kind of, it's, I mean, I don't really think you should ever fully say, oh, well, only my listeners tell me who to get on here. But, yeah. you know, it, but I think it does kind of help you navigate that or, mm-hmm. or maybe you piggyback them. Like you do a couple, you kind of layer on and then, okay, now I'm going to go in a different direction and yeah. maybe I'm going to pull this person from this, this world in. So, yeah, I have, I think I have those bases covered. Um, there's authors that are coming, spiritual advisors and things, fun things, a lot of fun things. We're going to do some music. They're going to sing. That's going to be great. Like singing live is going to be fun. <laughs> yeah. And that's, that's, that's a fun one. It's when my first couple podcasts were a little rough before I upgraded <laughs> my equipment and um it was fun <laughs> we'll just say that and uh but now that i i've you know like i said made some small investments and did some stuff i can make them sound a little bit better i'd like to if i could redo them i would but you know you got to start somewhere and that's what yeah. I, I liked it it was kind of grassroots i don't edit anything pure I try, not, I try to let it just be what it is and then yeah but the things you have to do you have to put your themes i put my theme song in yeah 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 the small edits and I do like a little, you know, little, little bit of a video clip or whatever with my little social media icon thing I use, but yeah, definitely. But like our conversation is full edits. I mean, regardless if it's someone, you know, clean conversation or someone's dropping F-bombs every other word. That's why they have ratings. You just rate Yeah. It. Yeah. <laughs> Not for children. <laughs> so, I mean, I list all mine as explicit, even if there's no curse words in it, but just in case, just because it kind of keeps it out of harm's way and unless there's something a little racy, but everyone's been good on mine. 
um, and everything there. So this is great. Um, I, I hope if Aiden listens to this, he sends us both a Dope Buds hoodie. Um, oh, that for, to support you know support his company. I'll take a picture of it and put it on Instagram for him. I don't. Care. I told him the same. He did tell me he was going to send me one over the summer, <laughs> and I still have yet to see it. But we'll, we'll blame uh, it on COVID. So we'll blame it on COVID. But also, you know, he's busy. He's got that company. Oh now. my goodness, like, constantly. We we him and I talk a few times a week. Sometimes we talk a couple times a day, and he's constantly sending me his work. He's done a, a marvelous job with it, and he's doing big things by himself. So congrats to him. So it's it's craziness. But um, and then. I'll get you out there. I think it's been fun. Um, obviously, yeah, we'll still see each yeah. other and all that stuff. I definitely appreciate it. So, no problem. Anytime. I don't, I'm okay. I'm good dropping in on people. <laughs> yeah, great. Awesome, man. Well, um, hopefully, you know, you stay warm, you stay healthy and safe, and we can go into the new year with. Uh, you too. Stay away from that cold. <laughs> staying out there dodging like Agent Smith. So. <laughs> All right, good sir. I appreciate you, man. Thank you. Thanks, Tommy. Bye. Bye.